last time on Almost Heroes. Glenn is uh, obviously crestfallen with the loss of Fester and um, the loss of his blade. And, you know, reached out to the group and apologizes to start the start the session. Um, but he brings up the note that he received from Kosha, uh, sent from Orc to, you know, rendezvous one-on-one. Um, the group decides to kind of split for half a minute. And again, we find Cosmo by himself. Uh, Cosmo heads to the fighter's pit um, to meet up with Reynolds and kind of check in on what's really happened since everything exploded. Um, on the way to the fighter's pit, though, the group actually heads into Naga's Kiss uh, and meets Zatas, a strange serpent-like humanoid. Some might call her a Naga, then a Naga. I don't actually know what they were. Cosmo uh, plays some orders for a couple enlarged potions and a rust poison, which seemed to be a, a new thing. Um, when Cosmo breaks off to go to the fighter's pit and Glenn goes to meet up with Orc in his you know, rendezvous, his, his evening night meetup, um, Rangram very sneakily uh, turns himself invisible and tricks the whole group into thinking that he's in fact going to the fighter's pit and not with Glenn. Uh, once Cosmo gets to the fighter's pit, he meets with Reynolds and they kind of discuss what might be the next step for the fighter's pit. Uh, turns out that murdering someone doesn't really restore Reynolds' bar and maybe kind of encourages Cosmo to take it easy. Um, but while Cosmo is at the bar and after a couple drinks, he starts working on a small carving made out of the toe that he stole from a, or not stole, but he was gifted from a, a stone fester. Um, Glenn and a very sneaky Rangrim meet with Orc in the bazaar, um, Orc being the dragonborn sorcerer that fights for the Red Striders. Um, Orc ultimately gives Glenn a hard time at the beginning for not fulfilling the contract of killing Baldor like he said he would when they first met. Um, but then Orc kind of goes another way and uh, requests that the Fearsome Four actually drops out of the tournament altogether. Um, this request was not from Orc himself, but actually from their patron, Madame Marsh. And she offers a large chunk of gold somewhere in like the 3,000 range um, for them just to walk away. Uh, Glenn refuses the offer and tells Orc to get ready for tomorrow. But before the conversation comes to an end, Glenn actually gets a recording of Orc offering the bribe on behalf of Madame Marsh. Uh, a sneaky Rangrim and a Glenn end up walking away and leaving Orc to think about what he's probably potentially screwed up and is going to die tomorrow. Uh, when the boys rejoin Cosmo at the fighter pit, they see that Cosmo has created a small stone orc statue that happens to come alive, and the group names the statue Tony, which, just get ready. Uh, Baldor meets the guys in the fighter's pit and attempts to bond with the gang before their big fight. At this time, the group divulges that they were offered the opportunity to kill him for gold, and now are offered to walk away from the tournament from Madame Marsh. The guys spend some hours conversing with Baldor and learn of the past that he has had with Madame Marsh. Uh, Cosmo very astutely says it's kind of strange how aggressive Madame Marsh is trying to get rid of Baldor. Uh, Madame Marsh previously competed against Baldor and may have poisoned or cursed or unfairly affected the outcome of the fight. We hadn't quite figured that out. Uh, but Baldor informs the group that any evidence of cheating in the tournament would result in banishment of the team and the patron, or at least some kind of punishment. Uh, the group has, at that point, uh, you know, goes to bed, rests, get ready for the next day. And when Cosmo approaches Kosha, uh, of course, that wonderful wheel of fate is there again. Uh, Cosmo spins the wheel for the tournament one last time before the games begin. He lands on the blue tile, and as the guys walk down to the stadium's entrance and enter into a frozen tundra with the Red Striders entering on the other side. And that's where we left off. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, BK. That brings us to episode 46, Frozen Fury.
So, welcome back. We pick up with our Almost Heroes, having just walked into the Rockdale Arena for the final bout of fighting tournament. Facing off against the infamous Red Striders, led by the ruthless Elven champion, Peril. Horns basically are announcing your arrival into the arena, um, kind of like buffeted and a little bit uh, deadened to your ears by kind of like the the blizzard, uh, like kind of mild blizzard you find yourself in. Um, but nonetheless, uh, there's no doubt that it is showtime. So let me set the scene for you. Um, and we can actually pull up the map, Bobby, if you are would be so kind. Sure can. So you all walk out into this uh, frozen tundra of an arena, okay. uh, snow snow falling from the sky, and <laughs> keep going, keep going. Okay, snow falling from the sky um, that you can see kind of only is falling from. Uh, it's not falling on the stands; it's only falling kind of within the arena. Um, in front of you, you can see that you're kind of walking on this kind of little island of snow, and then kind of in the distance, you can see another raised snowy. Uh, uh, area that looks like it's in the center of the arena and then of course the red striders on the opposite side um there seems to be ice uh encapsulating around in this uh the center uh, around that center island and there are these little look like little stone stepping stones these pillars that are set down into the ice themselves and are kind of like just slightly raised above it just just above water level um and you can see that there are potentially some areas that where the, the ice is thinner or is uh water as well um and you can hear like this kind of ambient like kind of like whistling of something spinning kind of in the distance like a like a uh cutting kind of cutting through that that blizzard as uh you all walk out and are kind of hearing the roars of the crowd and the trumpets so with that i think it's time to roll initiative i will not forget to roll for poe this time wow i rolled sevens that's perfect. No. Oh. Oh. Yep. What'd you get? A five. Uh, you're mean, surprisingly surprisingly not last. Hey, hey now. Take that guy in the other team. <laughs> Take that other dude. Take that some other guy. Uh Glenn got a sixteen. Okay. What'd you get, Cosmo? Cosmo has an 11. And Poe got a 12. Sweet. Brad, okay. Uh, awesome. Well, with that, uh, you kind of see the forms from across the way uh, start to move. Uh, you see Peril go first, uh, this kind of like hulking form. Uh, this elf who's, who's about over, well over six feet tall and just like, you know, built like a, a brick shithouse. Uh, you see them... Uh, you see the arm of Janus kind of put go onto their shoulder, just like this the smaller form. Uh, and then you see Peril just kind of like glow with this white light. And then he just trucks it across uh, the middle to the center, uh, seemingly unaffected by the difficult terrain that is the ice. And is now in the center of the arena. Um, and as he gets there, uh, he is going to huck a huck something your way. It's going to be a 16 plus uh, 16 plus 9. That is a uh, 25. Uh, and he's going to be hucking it whoever's in front. So I think that's going to be heading towards Rangrim there. Tight, tight, tight. Uh, you see, uh, you kind of like 
see this form get a little bit closer, uh, even through like the, the snow, which isn't like a blizzard. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not like difficult to see, but you're just kind of. You see this form getting uh, get to the center island, and then I'll pull their arm back and huck. Uh, what looks like a javelin your way, um, and I believe that's going to hit you. So I think, Rangrim, you pull up both your shields, um, but at kind of like as you're pulling them together, it slips right through the center and just kind of clips you, I think, on the on the shoulder. I don't think it penetrates you at all. I think it just kind of dents, dents you and like gives you some bludgeoning damage. Um, let's roll for a little bit of damage there. Uh, yeah, so that's just going to be uh, eight bludgeoning damage. And uh, with that, uh, Janus is going to move up just a bit here to this first uh, this first block, which is the only uh, one she can get to right now. That is the end of their turn. That's going to bring us to Cos- or Glenn, I'm sorry. Uh, neat. So Glenn team, Peril run forward. Um, when he was run- or, sorry, when Janice was running forward, Janice was running forward, did it seem like she was just like able to run across the the ice or did she seem like she was like carefully stepping around it? it seemed like they were moving a little bit a lot slower than peril was. Okay. Um, um there are there are two options with the ice. You can move quickly across it and you're going to have to make a deck saving throw or you can move at half speed and then uh, you can you'll be moving carefully. Yeah, so Glenn's going to uh, seems pretty pretty confident on his feet. He's going to move. He's going to try to get to this block over here. Um, okay. Going arguably full speed, um, okay. if possible. So he'd definitely be taking that check. Uh, so you're, you're going full speed? Yeah. Yeah, I would not okay. be moving cautiously because yep. I don't think I can make it otherwise. Roll me a deck saving throw. Okay. And then how tall are they out of the snow? It's like just flush with it kind of I'll, thing? I'll say that they're maybe six inches out of okay. the ice. Okay. Uh, oh, no, that's not good at all. A 13. 13's going to do it. Uh, oh, nice. So, yeah, so 13 does it. You get to, you're get you able to get to this block. Uh, roll me a d4. Ooh, d4, you say. I have not yeeted those to hell. A 2. Okay. Uh, nothing happens. <laughs> oh, balls. Okay. When you, uh, uh, so, Glenn, I'll say that what uh, you get a little... When you step on this block, you feel it uh, go down just slightly. Okay. Um, when that happens and it feels kind of like a pressure plate, Glenn's going to look at the guys be like, some of these steps aren't as sure-footed as you might think they are. And then he kind of like gestures down that they're gestures down to the tile. Um, and then with the air render, um, I'm going to take a shot at Janus. Janus. Nice. Janus. Janus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a nat one. <laughs> Woo! Which uh, is like an bow, 11 total or something absurd, but it's in that one. Your bow explodes. Yeah. <laughs> the, string, uh, the string breaks. Oh, wait. The invisible string, the non existent one. Uh, yeah, I say that. I think that what happens with your nat one is you uh, you shoot it and it just like, it, it's just completely whiffs. Like the, the, you don't know what happened, but the arrow just kind of like just dissolves um, after, right after it shoots out of the bow. So yeah, Glenn's like the tiles. They they might have weird you know effects to them. Takes a shot. He's like, oh my god, they break bows. This is crazy. Be careful. <laughs> and that's my turn. Awesome, Cosmo. Uh, I think Poe is before Cosmo. Poe got a twelve. Oh, that's right. Okay, uh, go for it. Sorry, Cosmo. Uh, Poe is going to fly in the air. 
Like you just don't care. Swim like you just don't care. Say oh. Uh, Poe's going to fly po. <laughs> uh, just above this space here. And he's going to be kind of trying to hide up in where like the snow is originating from. And he's going to be keeping watch and ultimately just be um, communicating with Glenn where everyone is. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I think that Poe then, as he flies up, uh, sees that there are these um, these spinning blades that are sticking about six, mm, I think they're probably four feet out of the of the ice, and they are just like spinning at uh, maximum velocity. Just think like garbage disposal or a blender. That's terrifying. That's it. Awesome. Well, then it is truly Cosmo's turn now. Okay, so Cosmo's going to move to this one here. And I know that I'll have to make a deck saving throw, and that's fine. Does it, like, is it just one for this length, or was it, like, the deck saving throws that I need to make? Uh, yeah, so if you're moving across it for full movement, um, as long, if you're stopping on the, uh, the blocks, I mean, you could, you could potentially, like, kind of hop and I could give you a little bit more extra speed, but yeah, if you want to go full speed to a block uh, across this ice, you're going to need to make a, a deck saving throw. That's fine. I just, I didn't know if it was like one per so many feet or no, you... no, no. Okay. Okay. All right. I feel at least half good with the fact that Glenn made his on like, what was it? An 11? 13, something like that. 13. I'm very dexterous, though. I got those long legs. I know that, but my deck saving throws are pretty strong, so. Yeah, that is a 17 to get to this block. Yep, uh, you get across no problem. I think that your plate mail, uh, your, you know, your, your metal feet kind of dig in. I think you have maybe like a spike or something on the end of them, and you're able to kind of like get purchase on this ice. Uh, roll me a d4. D4. It's a two. Okay. Uh, you also step on this block and feel it drop down like a couple inches, but uh, nothing happens. I don't have anything more to communicate to the team, but uh, um, Cosmo is going to just, uh, he's going to yell, he'll yell, two can play at that. And he's just going to throw a, Light axe <laughs> over at him. Red. And uh the axe made of light, man. That's cool. Yeah. The snowball fight. It's a snowball fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a rock in mine. Uh I don't think that's gonna hit. It's a seventeen to hit. Uh no, that's not hit. Uh, I yeeted it a little too far. Yeah, I think it. I think it whips over his head and kind of uh, crashes against the uh, the outside wall, uh, just clinking off the metal spikes. Um. Well, that is all I have. Till we get some more, close some more distance. Sweet. Um. Awesome. That is going to bring us to Rangram's turn. Okay, so we I can relatively I can see across to Janison Orc, right? 
Yep. Okay. Uh, Rangram's going to move forward. I'm moving carefully, so I can only move, I believe, two spaces. I can only move to here, parallel to Glenn. So okay. It's, it's half speed, right? Yeah, yeah, it would be difficult terrain. Difficult terrain. So I can only move to there, but I am still in range. I'm going to drop a 20-foot ringed wall of fire directly on top of Janus and Orc. Fuck. Rad. Okay, yeah. Um, man, I wish we had uh, some visuals for that, but we're all just going to have to use our our uh, our minds so that, that's 20 cool. feet is so literally they would be it's on on their space is the end of the wall of fire and 10 feet out from the wall of fire there's also radiant heat that if someone ends their turn there they take 5d10 damage as well so they're okay. just on like the inside of it it's okay. like a straight line through them it's a circle it's ringed around them let me. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna draw a little, a little stupid ring, real quick. Let's see what we can do. Draw that stupid. Twenty foot. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would just be like around them, like that, right? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Which means peril would be in. Well, in peril. Yes. Uh, <laughs> peril is within the ten feet. If he, I believe it, that he has to end yep. his turn. Because they are technically on the inside. I have the outside with the uh, 10 foot radius of heat going around it. So Janus and Orc take no damage immediately, but Peril does take 5d8. Okay, whoa, like right now, 5d8? Yes, because he's in the ring where I cast. The toasty boy. Spicy. Um, yeah, roll that, roll that, uh, that, beautiful, that beautiful damage. <laughs> Fire. 27 fire damage to my main man, Peril, there. Holy. Whew. Did Janice and Orc take any? No, they're on the inside. No, oh, they're okay. on the inside. So they weren't, if I dropped it on them, then they would, but. Got it. Whew. That's some, that's some spicy damage right there, my guy. Okay. Holy dumps. Um, yeah, 28 damage. You, uh, you see this wall of, I, I think this is like insanely rad. You just like, uh, Cosmo and Glenn, you're like running up trying to get, uh, and you know, Glenn shooting his arrows turning into just very uh, non existent uh, shot. Uh, Cosmo runs up, yells stuff, tries throwing an axe, and then all of a sudden, they, this giant wall of flames uh, engulfs uh, from just like behind you, just kind of blasts forward and uh, blocks Orc and Janus from your view because there's it's like a 30 or 20 foot wall or 10 foot. How, how tall is it? Um, so it is one foot, it's a one foot thick ring wall, 20 feet in diameter and 20 feet high. Yeah, so this monstrous wall that like, you probably hear the crowd kind of like gasp collectively as this thing erupts. And then you just see like Peril's silhouette is just like completely blasted by this heat. Uh, and you kind of see him step forward a little bit, uh, but it's, he's just like a black silhouette in front of this firewall now uh, as he takes 28 damage. And that's a concentration spell. <laughs> that thing's gonna. Um, another thing you start seeing, you start seeing the ice around it begin to kind of like. Uh, it looks really wet, uh, and then it starts kind of like, like it just seems like everything's getting really wet there, and it seems like it's starting to that ice is starting to thin and crack. That's gonna bring us uh, to our boy Orc, uh, who is going to try to cast. A spell. Uh, also, just for uh, good measure, um, the wall of fire is also opaque, so technically 
orc cannot see through said wall of fire. True. If True. He, I just don't, I don't know if he's like has to see somebody. Just a little, by the way. No, that's rad. Um, what you see happen is uh, you see from beyond the wall of fire. You see all of a sudden a form kind of like raised up, and like you see kind of like a kind of like an ape-like head. Uh, think like a, a small kind of King Kong s form kind of take shape in there. Uh, and then you see it. I'm going to see how how high can this boy jump? <laughs> Probably not 20 feet. <laughs> Probably not. I think, but I think he's going to come charging through it. Uh, you see this, this giant ape uh, kind of burst through this wall of fire. And uh, I believe takes damage when that happens, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, once it go, when it goes through the wall, it takes five d eight. So you see this thing, uh, yeah. So roll for that damage. But you see this thing kind of like, just its hair is just like kind of like ambiently on fire and smoking and smoldering as this uh, like light blue uh, giant ape comes bursting out. This thing is like it's huge. It's probably like as tall or a little bit taller than the wall itself, uh, and it has just like bright blue eyes. And I'm, I'm sorry, it does get a deck save. Okay, yeah, do that. Um, yeah, that was an 18 plus 2, 20. 18 would save, so it only takes 16 damage. Okay, no worries. So now you are faced with giant monkey orc. Uh, so this giant ape comes just barreling through. So they have, they have a movement speed of 40, so... Orc is there. Orc has arrived. And uh, I think, I don't, I mean, he can't reach you. So I don't think he can do, oh yes, he can do this though. He picks up a, he picks up an, a snow covered rock that's on this island and just absolutely hucks it at you, Cosmo. Um, okay. Huck it. Uh, it's a, he rolls a natural one plus nine. So the rock goes flying pretty far over your head and uh, smashes uh, against the wall, almost going into the crowd. This and kills, uh, a, kills a fan. <laughs> yeah, it's, like the, it's like the tire that uh, flew out at the Indy race or whatever. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, is, that is it because that flies over your head. I think he misjudges his own strength. You see him kind of like look down at his hands, realizing how strong he is and kind of looks a little bit confused. Yeah. Cosmo, Cosmo just, he hollers back, Wow, that your aim is really as bad as you look there, uh, fella. He shrugs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is actually Peril's turn. I think Peril is going to. Uh, I think Peril is going to hold his action for the time being, and he's going to look over at you, Cosmo, and goes, "You're going to make for a lovely new lawn ornament." Mark. Uh, Dick. Janus, who's still chilling in this uh, in this fire, is going to try to try to do something. She's going to try to cast a spell magic. Okay, um, what level of spell is Wall of Fire? Mm-hmm. What level are you casting the spell I magic at? <laughs> yeah, it also depends on what level you cast the spell magic at. Yeah, that's part of the. If you cast it below what he cast it at, there's a roll off. Right. Um, I mean, I would just be casting it at whatever the, the normal third level spell. Ooh, this is new territory. The spell magic off. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to counterspell that. Oh, shit. Okay. 
No, All right. So that's a lie. Big, big lie. I don't have time to spell. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was like, that's a new one. So you have to do a, an ability <laughs> check for your spell casting ability and it's 10, 10 plus, plus the spells spell. level. So you have so to roll. It's mm-hmm. roll higher than a 14. Me or Dan? You. Oh, you're trying to dispel his magic. Mm-hmm. Unless you cast it at a higher level. 15. Boom. 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 Um, wall of fire drops, but man, that thing did, uh, that thing did some monstrous amount of damage. So I don't think that, that was by any means, uh, not helpful. Uh, so yeah, Janus, uh, I mean, you don't see it, but she raises her hand up and channels, uh, divine magic into, uh, basically into her hand through it. And then you just see this, the wall of fire kind of like turn into like this white light and start just like dissolving. And then just like turn to embers and then falls kind of like these gray uh gray snowflakes to the ground and uh you can now see janus again and she's gonna stay where she's at um that is going to bring us to glenn uh do 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 that's neat so seeing janus just drop this super badass wall of fire that glenn was a big old fan of um no glenn's going to just hold his ground uh from where he is and using a I can't remember the phrase using a steady aim shot um he's going to shoot again with his air render which okay. will give him advantage on it and with mm-hmm. open accuracy i get to re-roll one of them go for it wow i rolled a six a six and then a 12 so a 22 to hit janus 22 to hit janus that definitely hits <laughs> Neat. Uh, 26 damage to Janus as uh, Glenn just kind of like hunkers down, looks right over Peril's shoulder and just draws and shoots just this whirling blade at the end and it just hits her square in the chest. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that she was like focused on Peril and was maybe like channeling some other spell and you just like blast her uh, straight in the chest with this kind of air, well, arrow and uh, yeah, I think it. I think it totally takes her off guard. You said twenty six damage. Twenty six damage. Yeah. Rad. Are you moving anywhere? Are you hanging out where you at? No. To to use that feat, I have to give up all my movement. Right. So that is awesome. That is Glenn's move. Awesome. And then for Poe, uh, Poe is going to fly above Janus. Fly past Janus, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and Poe is going to hold the help action. And just kind of be like kind of sneaking above her. Um, but Poe's going to hold his action until um, it's Glenn's next attack against Janus. He's going to kind of wait to dive bomb and see if he can't distract Janus. Rad. Let's, and that's their turn. Let's go. Cosmo, what do you got for us? Cosmo. Um, seeing this big orc thing, uh, well, I, assuming it was orc, but shaped like a monkey, uh, <laughs> kind of blast out of. Uh, uh, the fire, and now it's gone. He's not... He is still feeling on a mission. Um, so he is going to um, kind of make for this, like, uh, snowy patch, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to try and get over to it. I guess we're going to go for this center space here. All right. And uh, it's a deck saving throw you need for me. Uh, yeah, I mean you're not. Yeah, if you're if you're moving, you just run straight across that little area. Yeah, do, do a deck save. 
Okay, yep. Cool. Uh, dex saving throw is a 14. Uh, yeah, you're good. Great. Um, so Cosmo gets across and it moves up. Okay. So right here. And um, just going to kind of square up with Peril. And he just kind of steps out in front of him. And uh, he's just... I saw what you did to our friend. To that competitor. And you're going to pay for it. And you just see his hammer start to, like, just crackle with lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, as Cosmo steps up to hit him. Uh, rad. Yeah, um, I think as you run, as you're walking towards him... He, uh, he just responds with, they're going to be sweeping you up just like him. And uh, yeah, I think the monumentous mono e mono battle has begun there. Indeed it has. Um, are you using a smite or anything, or are you just doing a regular um, attack? I'm not sure yet. Okay. Uh, but I've got two hits, one for an 18 and the other for a dirty 20. Okay. Uh the 18 does not hit. The dirty 20 does. Okay. All right. Uh, yes, I am using one. I am using Okay. Seven. Okay, so he takes a total of 15 damage. Okay. Yes. So, um, as Cosmo, as you uh, as you bring this hammer back and kind of like with this absolute like pent-up fury at the death of Fester, like the unnecessary death of Fester at the hand of peril. You uh, you kind of run up raising your 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 war axe and as you bring it down, uh, I think all of you see this. Like it just like there is like this power surge that comes up Cosmo's arm just fully engulfing the uh, the head of the axe with like this crackling lightning energy. And as you strike peril with it, it just like it like you see Peril's his whole body is just like wrapped with this lightning that kind of like shoots through him and then you see to both Orc and Janus you see these arcing lightnings that shoot off uh, zapping both of them I need you to roll me a, a, a d6 a 2d6s Bobby oh yeah oh I don't know what that uh, one, was, one, but I love it actually just one one d actually yeah so just roll me one extra Daddy Morty. Uh, extra D6, yeah, and I'll just use it for both of them. Oh, one D6. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a five. Does it okay, get any and then, mods at all? Yeah, and add your add your modifier to that. My strength mod? Uh yeah, whatever you would add to your your uh your weapon hit. Oh, okay, okay. Um so then it would be nine damage. Okay. Uh Orc and Janus both get like you see them kind of with a lesser amount of lightning, but they it just arcs off and hits them and kind of like just burns the chest of Orc and like Janus, like it just kind of see you see it like Shot, shoot through her armor as well, uh, and they all they take nine damage each. Sick. Um, as that happens, uh, Cosmo uh, he just like smashes him, and uh, he says, "Well, you might be shocked to find out that doesn't happen today." You hear the you hear the stands. Uh, some of them kind of uh, groan, and the, and a lot of the other ones just like start whistling. They love it. A lot of golf claps. That was too much of a tee up. I had to. Yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. All right. Uh, that is going to bring us to Rangrim. Uh, Rangrim is going to move carefully to this stone pillar. That's about okay. most of my full movement. Roll me a d4. 
Uh, thought that was coming. A one is good, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, Probably Rangram, not amazing. Rangram, you. Um, hmm. Okay, roll me another. Uh, roll me another d4. Three. Uh, you see, from right behind Peril, uh, you see this gout of flame just shoot directly out, basically from these holes in the side of the wall. It just like, just shoots out straight, um, and it actually hits Peril in the back, who is going to take some damage. Tight. The okay. wall shoot fire? <laughs> Fuck. I'm really close to that wall. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> he, so he t- uh, Peril takes seven damage from that. Oh my god! Uh, and as quickly as it shows up, it goes back, and uh, the ice beneath it is now uh, mostly melted and cracking. It's much thinner. All right. Well, I meant to do that, and you know, <laughs> it's not nice to mess with other people's spells. And I'm gonna uh, third level guiding bolt at Janus. <laughs> Dude, she's getting just wrecked. And that is a natural 20. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Nice. Uh, get it. Get wrecked. So that is... Cleric doesn't heal. He hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm one of those... Uh, I'm not a pharmacist. I'm a homicist. <laughs> Add it to the quotes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh man, that is 60 damage from Guiding Bolt. 60? I rolled 30 at 66 at uh, third level. Oh my lord, that's just dice doubled? I, I just, I doubled the total, I didn't double the dice, so I can roll six more if you'd like. I rolled six, got a 30, and just doubled Oh, it. that's, that's, that's completely fine, but yeah, so there's no, yeah, that's right. The spells, you don't add any, uh, and add anything to it, so it's just... That's insane. Okay. Um, well. Caught it with uh, that Jesus beam. I was gonna, no, dude, you did the Yu Yu Hakusho. It's on your shirt. You just you just True. sniped her from across the map. Mm-hmm. Spirit gun. Yeah. Uh, Dan, Literally. Uh, how, do you, how do you knock Janice unconscious? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, spirit gun directly to the face. So it's not nice to mess with other people's spells. You hit it with one of these. Spirit <laughs> I think this thing blasts right past Cosmo and Peril, uh, just like just whipping by them. I, I, Cosmo, I think you're focused on Peril, and it's fo- Peril's focused on you. But like Orc, you see this giant ape just kind of like watch this thing in full, just like astonishment as this, this beam just finger guns straight past, and just I think it just hits Janus in the chest and like just blasts her back, and she slides across the ice kind of impotently uh, until she hits the snowy bank, uh, and I think she is just does not get up. And she's glowing, of course, <laughs> too. So, she's glowing. I think she's. I, I will tell you this right now: you were really close to instant killing her. Wow. Uh, well, uh, yeah. If only we had been able to. I, I guess it's not part of the bet, but uh, Janus is the first one to go down. Wow, I, that I did not. Holy mackerel! That was a. Damn. Hit. 60 damage from your cleric. I was laughing the whole time. Oh. It just kept coming up fives and sixes, and I'm just like, oh, oh. man. Oh, man. 
I feel Dude. bad. I was a cleric on cleric uh, battle, and uh, yeah, it's a cleric on yeah. cleric hate crime. That Ooh. was brutal. That was amazing. Uh, well, absolutely, Rangram. Unless you got any more uh, sixty damage spells in you, uh, I think we can move on to orc. Hopefully, you have at least two. <laughs> oh, I got a couple, but not this turn. I just need one. That's it. I'll take care of the rest. Uh, orc is who just saw Janus just get like fucking devastated is going to <clears throat> uh run pretty much directly at you rangram let's see uh kind of halt uh vaulting his way over this rock uh i think that he can make it there which is going to put him within range of you does he go and do i get an attack he, of opportunity on him i guess uh, not. well you're no. you're focused on peril yeah, so yeah. no you wouldn't yeah. uh, i'm gonna see if he activates that trap though he does not uh, he steps on this thing, and you see it kind of go flush with the ground as he uh, as he steps on this pressure plate. And Rangrim, uh, you're going to get the fury of uh, fury of big, you know, big old Goku here. I cut off his tail. <laughs> uh, well, that person's not going to hit you. That's a eleven, uh, and that second one's not going to hit you either. That is only going to be a nineteen. Nice. So uh, he kind of gets over to you, and I think that what happens is he's kind of unsteady on this ice and is kind of like sliding around. And as he's trying to swipe at you, his monkey feet, uh, which have you know leather soles, are kind of sliding around the ice, and he's not able to get purchase enough to actually hit you. But now you got a big old angry uh, monkey boy in front of you, and uh, yeah, I think that is not the optimal place to be. So that is going to bring us to Peril, uh, who is going to just kind of like looming and towering over you Cosmo even though you've like he I think that where you hit him with your you with your war axe there's like a it, there's kind of like a blast mark where it hasn't damaged the armor but like it's just burned and scalded like kind of on top of this like a star pattern and I think he kind of is gritting through that but he kind of stands up to his full height again uh and just like pulls his uh his war, his gorgon war axe off of his back which I'll just tell everyone is named Chisel and he's going to try to make himself a Cosmo statue. Bring it on. Well, that first one is, I really wish that some of those spells from old Janus had been able to, more of those buffs had been able to go off because it would have helped old Peril here. He does have Bane still. He does have Bane still, and he's rolling like absolute dunks. Um, I'm going <laughs> to do an action surge too. All right, that's better. That's going to be a 17 plus. I might as well just close this Janus tab I got open. Uh, so that's an 11 plus nine Ooh. with Bane then. So that, yeah, that's going to be an 18, which isn't yes. going to hit you. Wow, oh, guys. Wow. Um, yeah, so I think I think he is just like thrown off by this this lightning Bane that you did to him. This kind of like, I, I think it's like his, his arms, his all of his muscles are still probably kind of rigid and he just isn't able to swing down on you and you're able to dodge out of the way or block them with your shield uh, as he's kind of a little bit too stiff to be able to hit you. So that is going to bring us to Glenn. Man, I have so many things I want to do and... So, so panicked. Time. Yeah, so panicked if it goes wrong. Um, well, there's one less person on the map at the current moment. It's true. That 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 tracks. Okay, I'm going to look to. I'm gonna look to orc, and, or sorry, the giant ape, <laughs> and say, what we met last night. 
gave you every opportunity to walk away. You're doing this to yourself. And when he says that, he's going to cast Raven Feeblement on the ape. A boy's got spells. What does that do? That is a 15 to hit. It's a black beam of enervating energy. Springs from your finger toward a creature within range. Makes a range take a spack spell. On hit, the target deals only half damage with weapon attacks that use strength until the spell ends. Holy shit. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, yeah, so I guess you have to do range attack. Uh, 15 to hit. Uh, that does hit. So Gorilla Boy's strength is... Well, all his attacks that are strength-based are at half. He doesn't like that. Orc does not, orc does not like that. Uh, you see him kind of, he looks sad now. Yeah. Uh, his muscles feel a little flat. His muscles turn the other way. <laughs> and then Glenn's, after he casts it, Glenn's going to, oh my God, there's like not even anywhere to hide. Glenn's going to move slowly, I guess, cautiously over this way and like kind of just duck behind the little six inch pillar. <laughs> Sorry. And that's his turn. Okay, awesome. Yeah, you're right on the edge of that uh, that water, and you can just see that like the it, it is just like that Arctic blue and looks extremely cold. And then for Poe's turn, Poe is going to seeing that Janus is uh, <laughs> just asleep. Poe is going to take a similar position above Peril, and he's going to take his hold action to or sorry, he's going to hold his action to help Cosmo on Cosmo's next attack. So Cosmo okay. would have advantage with Poe ultimately nice. like a flyby. Nice. And that's one attack out of his, like, attack action, right? Correct. Yeah, he would have okay. advantage on one of the strikes, not, like, the cool. whole round. Sounds good. That is going to bring us to uh, the titular Cosmo. Great. Uh, Cosmo just uh, continuing forward uh, through this icy battle um, mm-hmm. just says, things are really starting to crumble beneath you, aren't they, Peril? And uh, he's going to take some swings. Okay. 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 I'm on that 20. Didn't get it. Okay, so it's going to be a 25 and a 19 to hit. Okay, so the 25 hits, uh, the 19 does not. Did you roll that first one with advantage, Bobby? I rolled both. Yeah, they. I rolled both with advantage. Oh, yeah, actually, well, Valvan Midi. Oh, right. right, right, right. What? Was there something else that I missed? Yeah, Poe is taking a help action. Basically, Poe's, like, beating at the back of his head as you're oh, fighting him. Oh, gotcha. But you already had advantage, so it's all good. Got Nothing it. changes. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I was like, I thought I was on point with it. But, uh, blunt side here. Out of Grog. Um, that is going to be just a simple five damage um, towards him. Yeah, that's it. It's a simple five. Simple five. Okay. Yeah, so you just, uh, yeah, so you just basically, uh, you're just kind of, you guys are trading blows, I think, at this point. Uh, you're kind of responding to his misses uh, by getting in, like, I think as he was kind of swinging at you with, and with, the like, the stiff attacks, I think you're able to, like, get in a quick little jab with the uh, the back end of your, your hammer. Yeah. Rad. Uh, that is going to bring us to Rangrim. Um, Rangrim, seeing this giant ape figure, coming towards us 
Rangram is going to carefully take half his movement and try and see, try and how tall is he actually? Uh, so he's a huge creature. So I don't exactly know how tall that is, but I'm assuming probably like uh, like at think, least 10, 15 feet, something I like think that. I was going to say, I think you should be 10 or 15 feet. Okay. Um, Rangram is going to uh, make my movement. So I get, you know, I want to get like right underneath him. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to first cast spiritual weapon at third level using my bonus action there. So we can, uh, if you want to bust out a uh, old zombie there. Oh yeah. 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 Zombie is zombie has arrived. And then, um, directly under orc, uh, Rangram's going to, well, first I'm going to take a swing at one of orc's knees with zombie. Okay, cool. So that's just use my spell attack, which is that was a natural one. So that doesn't. I'm, I'm kill, I kill it with a spiritual weapon. Dude, <laughs> oh, you, you never hit with it. <laughs> I never hit with it. Um, it's too good. But I'm going to position myself under Orc, right under his legs. Okay. And say, I uh, guess what? And I'm going to uh, execute the barricade shield and make it extend 15 feet directly up from it. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i uh i okay um i think that i think that for damage what would the shield's attack be if you attack with a shield did we figure that out it's like a d6 or something or d8 i don't remember what it was like that. I so i would d6. do okay so let's do do so do that do the d6 and then i'm gonna do some some falling damage for work I've literally had this exact injury skateboarding a thousand times where your skateboard just turns up and you land on it. I know exactly how orc feels right now. Uh, it was only four damage. Okay. Uh, well, you add. I'm going to add five to that from the, uh, from the 20 feet of fall damage as he basically just gets like <laughs> launched into the air by this thing, uh, making a much more higher pitched uh, yowl as he kind of goes into the air uh, and then basically goes up and then falls to the ground. I'm going to say he lands like right here, uh, activating or and hitting this other pressure plate, Shit. which <laughs> launches a gout of fire out of this one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Orc is uh, Rangrim, cooked. you're also going to take a little bit. You're going to take half damage from your proximity to it, but still, I think it's totally worth it. What are the odds? I, also, I have resistance to fire damage as well. Okay. Orc is just That's right. Okay. Booked. Um, yeah, so Orc is going to take uh, so good. Nine, nine damage from that. Uh, and then, so you're resistant. What does that mean? You So you would just be resistant anyway. So you would take half of half, I guess? Yeah. So if you say yes. you only take half, so half, half, so two, three. Two. Yeah, two is fine. Let's go with that. So awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> how, so how big is the shield? It's 15 feet tall, and I'm still holding it right where I was in my position facing Orc. It's 15 feet tall now. Got it. It's so good. How it's wide is it? So is it like the, the width of you? Yeah, I, I'd imagine so. It says I can expand it 15 feet in either direction, so I'm assuming it means one or the other. Lengthwise uh, or... Got it. Okay. Cool. I, <laughs> just swing that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know where I can hide. 
Amazing. Yeah. So that gout of flame shows up and then disappears again. And just like, you just smell burnt hair coming off of orc as he kind of is slapping his belly, trying to put the fire out. Uh, but yeah, it is, uh, <laughs> that is going to bring us to orc's turn. Uh, orc who is definitely prone is going to have to use half their movement to get up, uh, and going to like just lumber directly back over to Urangrim and just start giving you monkey slaps. <laughs> Donkey Kong Monkey playing the drums. Slaps. Is he like uh, trying to slap around the shield? I imagine because I'm still like holding it. Yeah, I think yeah, he's like <laughs> slapping around it because it's really narrow. So he's just like yeah. slapping kind of around you. Uh, so that's a 17 plus nine, so 26 would hit. Why well, would hit? Uh, that second one is an 11 plus nine, which I don't believe is going to hit. That would not hit. Okay. Uh, so that first one. Let's roll some dice here. Uh, that is going to be 22 points of bludgeoning damage. I'm, I'm um, sorry, these should all be half damage. also halved because of his rave enfeeblement. Right? Well, wait, shoot, he needs he, to do a save for that. It's the end, of, the end, end of his turn. Oh, okay. So, so that's 11 then. I will take that. Yeah. Glenn helped. Sure. Support character Glenn. That's, yeah, 22 would have not been fun to take. Um, radical. That is going to uh, orc is just kind of slapping monkey fists around this this pillar that Rangram has made, uh, just kind of slapping around it uh, and gets him with one of those those swipes, just kind of giving him some giving him what for with some bludgeoning damage. Uh, but that's going to bring us to the top of the round with Peril, who is going to kind of again uh, kind of bear down on you, Cosmo, and go go home, little boy, before you hurt yourself. And. He is going to just, uh, again, wielding chisel, is going to try to do some attacks on you. Uh, that go. is going, yep, uh, that's going to be a 21 to hit. Okay. Uh, oh, I need to do, sorry, I need to do Bane. Uh, 20 to hit. Needs some beats. Okay, uh, so he's going to get you with that one. Uh, I'm going to roll for his secondary attack. Natural 20! Fuck yes! Yes, 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 yes! Okay, here we that's go. Natural 20. Just want to, oh, it rolled, but it was. You're fine. I trust you. <laughs> sure. Um, awesome. Great. This is not Amazing. Awesome. Super, super good. Okay. So, Cosmo, um, I need for you to, so for one thing, you take 30 damage uh, as both of these attacks. He swipes down on you. His okay. arms seem to like have the, the electricity kind of leaving his body at this point. Uh, he swipes down on you and one of them like just kind of like hits your armor and doesn't really like make it through but that second one it tears a rent straight through your father's armor as i like and you can with these like kind of serrated edges on the edge like on this uh basically on the edge of this great axe you feel it literally tear your armor apart like it's a tin can uh and it bites into your skin beneath it uh and i'm gonna need you to make me a pretty just a pretty important save my guy constitution Uh, saving throw I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. This is it. This guy right here. Ready? This is the one. This is the one. This is the way. <laughs> the fat boy right here. I'm so nervous. We have it's a, a we have nat a... 20. Oh. Stop it. <laughs> oh I don't my even God. know if I could show it. I don't I'm think just... my camera has angle on it. 
dude, nat 20 versus nat 20. Uh, you feel this thing bite into your, uh, and you just see as it does the, the, like the spines of this ax, like you see this puff of green smoke that comes out of them and like kind of exhales onto your skin and kind of like into your face and you breathe it in and you feel like your, um, like your nose hairs, I think turn to stone as you kind of breathe this in, but like, and you feel your body stiffen for like a second and then you're able to like fight it off. Uh, but like, that was probably a pretty scary instant there. Uh, and you're able to just like completely like will this thing away with your dwarven resilience. And just like probably just your fucking fury and anger that you have for this person. You just like, you fucking nope this, this uh, Gorgon axe real quick. Uh, and are like, uh, not today, not today, my friend. Uh, but yeah, that is going to uh, be it for Peril. I think Peril looks at you and is like a little bit like you see that a look of surprise in his face because he thought that was it. He thought that that was going to be it for you. And um, yeah, that is all for peril. That's going to bring us to Glenn. Oh, balls. Uh, Glenn is going to... I'm so afraid of those little step pads. Um, Glenn is going to take a couple steps forward and try to get just a better line of sight on peril. Not really move anywhere quickly. Um, he's kind of creeping. He's crouched. Um, and he's going to say kind of to himself he's like Cosmo I hope this was worth the gold and he's gonna pull the cork off the rust poison and then with mage hand send it at peril and it's got 30 feet and he's just gonna dump it from like a foot above peril's head onto peril amazing amazing uh yes so I need to I need to make a dexterity saving throw with I'm gonna give him disadvantage on plus bane well, Spain, uh, he already didn't make it. One of those was a nat 20, though. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, so that's a, it was a seven minus one, six plus uh, whatever his dex is. One second. So that is going to be a 10. Uh, and that does not do it. I was Sweet. like, I don't even know. Sweet. Just barely, just barely didn't make it. Okay. That's, I, I think that would be my act. I can't picture I would. Yes. I don't think Glenn would have enough focus on that. Um, so yeah, as that happens, as this dumps on top of Peril, you actually see his armor like start to turn like it, basically his like gleaming uh, kind of silverish armor just start to like corrode in front of you, just like completely just like starting to tarnish. And like you can actually see holes uh, start to like perforate it uh, as it spills down. And so like the top of his armor is like completely compromised. Uh, and at this point, uh, he's going to have a minus uh minus one penalty to his ac tight and glenn is going to i mean he's kind of exposed but he's he's gonna kind of crouch and try to not be as visible <laughs> he's just gonna hide a little bit you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna up it to a uh i'm gonna up it to a minus two penalty for that i think that that's that's better let's go with that preach i support that wholly rad and then um, Poe, po, seeing that Cosmo is thoroughly going toe-to-toe with Peril and doesn't recognize there's any, like, safe movement, um, Poe's going to fly over to Orc and do the same thing. Just take a help action. And the next okay. time that Rangrim makes a melee attack, he would have advantage on it. Sweet. Sounds good. That is going to bring us to Cosmo. Um, Cosmo has 
like absolutely was knocked to a knee and um like there's just like blood running down his shoulder his armor is trashed in his shoulder and uh he he just without even looking he just he looking down at the the ice he just Carol, this is it this is your last chance leave your ex and walk away and this ends if not vengeance comes for you and he just like looks at him and stands up and his axe his war pick just like literally erupts with the lightning uh, and it's just looking him dead in the eyes Osmo as uh, I'll roll as an you, intimidation on that. No, yeah. no, totally roll an intimidation on that. Um, but as you're as you're doing that, something something strange starts to happen. It's almost like suddenly. Uh, actually, I need you. You know what? Do this for me. Roll me a. Uh, roll me a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. It's a sixteen. Sixteen total. Sixteen total. Cosmo, as you're as you as you're standing up and your your lightning like your your war pick is starting to just like crackle with this lightning energy, and I, I don't want to interrupt you, but uh, you suddenly start feeling like there's just like this. It starts small. It's like this, and you don't even notice it at first because you're just so mad and you're so angry and you're so focused on this. But then it starts to like really become more apparent as this like you feel like there's just this like throbbing like almost storm in your head and it's like you're ignoring it as you're kind of yelling at peril and then it just like but this thing is getting it's just like starting to build in like kind of the front lobe of your brain and you're like you're you're just like you feel like there's just like this lightning storm inside your own head uh but that's all that's going to happen for now so continue your uh, your current turn Okay. Um, feeling that, I don't think he says or does anything different. He's still just okay. waiting for a response from Peril. I think Peril just uh, that just lifts up his axe. Oh, I didn't roll an intimidation. Yeah, yeah, roll your intimidation. That'll, that'll kind of color his response. Ooh, hell yeah. 22. Wow. Um, I think Peril hesitates for a second. And he kind of like, you see his eyes glance up past you just to kind of to the left, to that top box. And you see this form standing there that Cosmo, you in the same spot that you were standing next to her when she was up there before. Um, But you see that like you see her looking down on this battle and you see Peril kind of nervously look over at her for a second and then kind of find his resolve again and lifts his axe, his axe up and goes, I don't have any other choice. And he's just gonna, he, he looks like he has resolve. Um, and Cosmo, you are feeling this like storm in your head and things around you are starting to like, things are starting to like, 
have a little bit of a color sheen on them. And it's almost like the ground and things around you are becoming unsteady. Things are kind of morphing and kind of wobbling. And, and it just seems like there's something going on uh, with your vision as you're kind of looking at peril. Like his face is kind of like elongating and, and turning into some really strange things. And I think that this is starting to probably take you off, uh, off kilter a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, having like flashbacks of his conversation with Baldur, he's going to make an assumption here based on his, based on Peril's response to, I don't have any other choice. And uh, he's just, I know she's in your head until she's in mine already. You don't um, have to do this. I don't want to do this. And, uh, He's not even really going to wait for a response. Okay. And he's just going to yeah. swing. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I, I think that I think that makes sense, especially because like things seem to be getting worse inside your head. So I don't think you want to waste too much time here. So yeah, roll your attacks. Here we go. One more. Nothing. It is strong, but um, it's a 26 and a 25 to hit. <laughs> Those both hit. um and uh they are both gonna be casted uh two level two divine smites got you man okay here we go i just need to know how many d8s i am rolling here so it is one two three four five six seven eight d8s is what we're rolling here Ready? Yep. Okay. Call him out. Okay, here we go. Eight. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> Eight. Oh my god. Six. Seven. Two. Two. Six. Seven. What am I at? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That was eight. That was eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, that's uh, 29, 39, 46, 46 damage. Plus eight for uh, my strength mod. 54 damage. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude. Our boy's dropping some heat today. Um, yeah, so Bye-bye. I will say uh, you, don't, you don't knock them unconscious just yet, but like you, how, what is this, how does this attack look? So, um, what I would be going to do is pretty much just, like, I am going for, like, both of his, like, sides. Like, one, two, like, his underbelly. Like, I just swing, and they're both bludgeoning, so non-lethal, I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Um, All of his ribs. Just, like, absolutely shattering and shocking his ribs on both sides. Uh... And if I'm going for flavor, I'm looking to disarm him. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, um, hmm. But that's trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think how that would, how that would go. Um, just roll me a straight up and down D20. Okay. That's a seven. Yeah, I'm going to say that doesn't happen. I think that when you hit him with this lightning, uh, with the, cause I, I think, I mean, I assume that like 
this is also a lightning covered attack. And like, as you hit him with this and like lightning racks his body, I think his natural, his hand just clamps around that thing, like a death grip. You can see his whole body is like, his teeth are like bared. And I, th I think that he's just racked with this lightning energy. Um, and I think as you hit him too, I think that like his armor is just like starting to crumble. I, I think it's just starting to fall apart. Is this like rust is taking even more and more effect and like his armor is starting to fall apart. I think his, uh, his cape has like come disconnected from the top as the grommets are eaten away. And I think that he's, uh, he, he's basically just sitting there in like rusted armor at this point and is looking like less, uh, much less imposing than he did before. Much more, uh, much more elven. But um, um, yeah, I, I will say that he is um, absolutely uh, the mayor of bloody town right now. Um, I don't, think I have anything I want to do with my bonus action. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, that's it. I'm good. Okay. Uh, Rangram, it is your turn. Uh, well, so Rangram's going to look, seeing all, like, hearing the bones breaking over yeah. his shoulder from Cosmo absolutely mutilating Peril's body. He's just going to look over at Orc be like, um, oh, you say that? You you, you know that you're next, right? And he was the scary one. And we're not that scared of you. And I'm just taking a quick second to gauge his reaction to the scenario. Does Yeah, either intimidation or persuasion, whichever one you want. Let's go for an intimidation. Okay. Um, no, 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 you know, no, persuasion, we'll do persuasion. 17 plus five. Oh, shit. 22. Um, I think that you see, I think that, I think that, that your line of logic is working with, with your boy Orc here. I think you see him kind of glance over nervously at peril, uh, and then kind of glance back behind them at that top box and then look at you and the voice of kind of, a. Uh, of you know orc that you recognize kind of comes out of this monkey's mouth and just goes uh well fuck it and he just kind of drops uh or he kind of uh, starts running past you rangrim and uh or i think you know what I, I guess he can it's on his turn uh but on his turn um i i i think that they are ready to flee <laughs> you can call it feared if you will yeah they are a feared all right so on that case I'm going to hold my action and let him run away. But if he turns to attack either uh, me or Glenn, as we're both close to each other, I'm going to third level guiding bolt him. Okay. In his monkey ass. Okay. So if he turns back around, then you're going to yep, do that? As long as he, I, he appears to be fleeing, if he turns back okay. into like an attacking position, okay. I'd let him go, but I still would still have my guard up to. As, as long as he's. As long as he's uh, in face-down defense mode, you're good, is what you're saying. They turn into yep. attack mode. Gotcha. <laughs> Sweet. And, um, Sounds good. So I would then drop the... It's not an act. It doesn't say in the item description that it's... Well, you know what? I'm just going to say that I'm just going to leave the barricade shield as it is 15 feet high because my movement speed's zero if I'm holding it. Does it fall over or is it like stuck down into the ice? So it's I imagine sticking... it's stuck down in the ice. I imagine when I it think... shoots up, it kind of shot down a little bit yeah. as well. I love that. And then I would then walk slowly using the rest of my movement to get next to Cosmo. Mm -hmm. And one, two, three, 
I mean, this is floating, so I wouldn't have to worry about terrain. And I'm going to have my spiritual weapon just very spookily floating over Peril's head. Can you attack with it? I certainly can. But is he dead-ish? He, I mean, he's looking pretty bad. He's got a, he has these like, he, I think he's been getting a lot of bludgeoning attacks. So he just like the way he's standing, you can tell that like, I mean, he, he is, he is not feeling good. He's like slumped kind of to one side. Uh, and, but he's still holding that ax and looking like he's ready to go, but he's definitely like crouched over. And he's not standing at his full height anymore. All right. So I am going to swing with my spiritual weapon directly into his wrist, attempting to disarm. Okay. Yeah, go for it. I think that's cool. Natural 20? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I, you, there's no way you'd be able to see that. I'm going to do this. Why not? Just because Send I Send it can. to the cord. Yep. As if I even really needed it. I have a plus 8 on that spell attack. I've never seen you hit with your... Never. I think this is the so. only time I've ever hit with it. So yeah. 2d8 plus 5. Zombie finally did something. Zombie well, did 17 it. damage to Peril's wrist. Shit. Um, yeah, so I think I think that what happens is uh, I, I think that you like smack this thing down on because it's a warhammer, correct? Yes. Okay. So I think you smack this thing down on on Peril's hand as he's kind of holding this this weapon, and I think it just I, I think it's just like you hear the the bones in his hands break, uh, and you and this axe literally just drops straight to the ground and buries itself in the snow, um, and as that happens, like you see kind of like peril like looking at his hands which are both broken and he kind of just like whatever strength he had left uh i think it just leaves him and he just like keels backwards just over into the snow uh and is unconscious um and with that i think orc i think that's it for orc uh like i i think that orc just like just takes a running, and I think Glenn, you you kind of like maybe at first think that Orc's running at you, and then you see him kind of run past you, and using all of his movement pluses, like turning them into like moving, he just hurdles the side wall uh, and just like runs, and you hear screaming fans as this monkey kind of like dives over and King Kong's over and then like runs through the crowd kind of trying to dodge people and then you see him just like completely like one hand uh, vault the top of the arena and jump drop over the side Uh, and I think after that happens things are kind of quiet for like a second Um, Um, Cosmo Cosmo steps in Um, Cosmo is going to grab He's gonna kind of like he'll drop or no, he'll like kind of put his axe away or his war pick and he's gonna grab the um the, the whatever. Cosmo, uh, as as you Carol's as axe. you reach as you reach down to grab Carol's axe, um it kind of like your vision, which is getting like swimming in front of your eyes at this point. Uh, everything's kind of morphing and the colors are changing and as you grab this axe it kind of like changes in your hand and like it's it turns into a snake that kind of starts to wrap up your arm and as you look past it you see that the form that you had thought, thought was peril on the ground actually looks like your mother and she is like bloodied and is like crumpled on the ground uh laying like just uh, you know with these cuts all over her body 
Um, Cosmo, I think, uh, I think immediately he's confused, but I'm not sure. That's, that's fair. But I'm not sure he's convinced having heard Baldur's story. So I will say what, what is going on right now is that you are under the condition of fear. So it's, it's magically, it's a magical fear. Um, like rolling with that. Uh, he would just, I guess, immediately, um, dro- he would drop the snake and back up and just, um, what have I done? Like, just kind of like that, you know, kind of turning to his friends, you know. You what? What do you mean? What did you do? You, you did what you said you were going to. You put him down. Something's not, that's my mother on the ground. Cosmo, as you turn, um, as you turn to the side uh, and look at Rangrim, uh, he looks like a corpse. Like half of his head is like is like missing, uh, and his armor is just like rusted and rotten. And uh, as you look past to Glenn, uh, you can see that like half of his jaw is hanging off, and he just looks like decomposing. Do they, do they still look like themselves? They still look like themselves, but they they look like they're these like abominations. Um, then at that point, uh, Cosmo pulls back out his war pick, and it's just like, "Stay back, undead! I don't know what you did with my friends. Stay back." Uh, oh, Glenn, is he talking to us? I'm a little confused right now, and I imagine Cosmo seeing this like banter, mm-hmm. but like it's zombie Rangrim, and I'm just like. <laughs> Pointing to Glenn, like um, uh, I'm confused right now. Is there anyone dead behind us? I think is I think what Cosmo hears is just like, like <laughs> <laughs> zombie speak. Uh, Glenn looks around and was like, I, I think he might have got his his bell rung. I think he uh took one too many shots in peril. Cosmo, it's it's done. He's he's out. Yeah, we super killed like all of them, and like, look at the big monkey guy. He's from me. I think he killed a couple people in a stand's leaving. Like seeing the, the his undead friends, he actually is going to like stand and position himself in a in a place, kind of protecting his mother. Like he's gonna, he'll transition over um, to not only defending himself but mm-hmm. also defending her. Really, if you will. Like, okay. and if you come near me, I'll smash your head. Uh, all right, um, something is clearly not right here. Uh, Eglin, uh, you want to come away for a minute? I'm gonna need help carrying them. Hey, Cosmo, and I'm just gonna cast hold person on Rad, okay. <laughs> uh, is that a constitution save throw? Uh, it's a wisdom save. Wisdom, all right, let's see how we do. I don't know if Cosmo's very good at this. Wisdom, and all right, here we go. I'm good at all my saving throws. Damn it. The 26. 26? <laughs> it's an 18 plus 8. All right, he definitely saves that. I'm like, oh, well, Glenn, my thing didn't work. You, you want to talk to uh, old creepy over there, hanging over that guy's body, what he just wanted to, like, super kill, and now he just wants us to, like, let him cuddle it. He's kind of freaking me out. Yeah, I mean, Cosmo and I have always been saw eye to eye we've we've always really connected I'm, I'm happy to take a crack at this and as Glenn's kind of like walking towards Cosmo Glenn's gonna like yell over to the guy with the clipboard and goes are we 
are we done? Like, can you turn off the snow? What are we, what are we doing here? And Glenn's going to kind of stand next to Ranger. I think that uh, I think that you hear uh, the the horns kind of start to blare, like that triumphant kind of uh, jovial, much even much longer than the one before. Uh, and you hear like the crowd is seems kind of confused, but these horns have kind of started to announce your victory anyway. See, Cosmo, we're we're done. It's it's done. We won. We 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 beat this motherfucker. We, we're good to go. Cosmo, you see these uh, these two undead uh, start kind of like moving moving towards you as you are uh, as you are standing in front of the uh, the battered and like what looks like the dead form of your mother. Um, if uh, as they as they kind of like sh- shift, I guess like kind of tempting to move forward, uh, and I'll just just you try and turn my mother into one of you undead, and I'll kill you again. And it, this time, his, like, hammer lights up with lightning. Uh, all right. This is, um... This is getting pretty, uh, pretty weird here. Uh, all right, Glenn. I'm gonna try another thing. Uh, a Cosmo. And I'm gonna just spell magic. <laughs> nice. I was wondering if that was gonna happen. Uh, yeah. So... So as long as just... third level or higher, just... Third level or lower just ends. If it's above fourth, then I have to roll for it. Um, yes. So, uh, I think we, with your guys' past perception, you also see this. You cast this Dispel Magic on Cosmo, which I assume... I, what does that look like when Rangram does a spell? It would kind of be... He's like, um, a uh, Cosmo, and he just points at him, and it's like a quick little magical flourish that would kind of float around his head, assuming... Rangram's assuming that something's not right with him in the old uh, bell tower there. Mm-hmm. So attempting to kind of clear his head, if you will. Okay. Um, yeah, so the spell, uh, so Cosmo, all of a sudden, your vision just like, in an instant, like you blink, and it shifts back to normal. And it's like the world just kind of like writes itself, and nothing's swimming anymore, just like whoop! snaps back into form. Uh, you find yourself standing beef in front of uh, Peril's unconscious form. And uh, the, uh, yeah, and then you see your two friends standing in front of you looking extremely concerned, Rangram with his hand outstretched. Rangram and Glenn, you notice that you see the form of uh, Madame Marsh who was standing there looking over the edge and you see her kind of like her form slump for just a second. And then she stares down at you all. And then you see her form turn and walk away, disappearing from the edge. Uh, when Glenn sees it, it goes uh, really triumphantly, loudly goes, well, everybody, I mean, what better show did you want? Let's hear it. Come on. And like starts pumping up the crowd. And then as he kind of sees Madame Marsh, like kind of step away, he's like, oh, well, I mean, it's it's only good that the, the losing patron would be here for the ceremony, right? I mean, give it up for Madame Marsh for putting a hell of a team together and just like starts clapping for Madame Marsh in an attempt to get her to stay. Amazing. Uh, I don't think that her form shows back up, but you definitely get the crowd. And I think that, uh, I think that as the horns swell in this kind of like triumphant timber, I think you hear the crowd swell behind that and just like go in this like absolute jovial applause. And uh, like, basically the, the, the cannons that before were shooting uh, fire at you go 
poof, and you see a bunch of confetti come flying out uh, through and just kind of filling the arena uh, along with all of this snow, which actually transitions into like multicolored confetti as well. Flynn walks over and steps between the two dwarves and lifts their hands up and like, like they're the champions. And he leans over to Cosmo. He's like, if you aren't good finishing this, I'll do it. But you're going to need to make a distraction and kind of like motions towards peril. Damn, big decision. Um, Cosmo is just like, oh, I know what to do here. And uh, he, I guess, just taking his arm kind of like back. And um, he just like, I guess, feeling free suddenly, you know? But, like, obviously, not really sure where he was. Definitely taps back into what his drive was. Mm -hmm. And um, this time he reaches down for the axe. Not not certain if it was the axe that caused it. Like, he's just not sure. He kind of hesitates and then picks it back up again. Uh, yeah, you're able to grab the axe uh, without any issue. Actually, that's not true. Um, as soon as you grab, as soon as you pick up this axe, you feel uh, this kind of like your hand begins to like turn to stone. This like this basically the handle of the axe exhales this green mist, and your hand begins to turn and petrify to stone. I need you to make me a Constitution saving throw. Okay. I forgot that this has this to be able to use it. I guess we're still rolling dice here. That is a... You said a constitution saving throw? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. We're strong at those. That is a 19. You... So you're... It, this, this, this starts to creep up your arm and gets to about your forearm, and then you're able to, like... You just kind of, like, force your will and, like, whatever inherent energy of magic... And magical energy that you possess... And you see, like, you just kind of close your eyes and just kind of, like, flex your arm. And you see that, like, all of you see that it starts to kind of, like, recede uh, and goes back into the axe. And Cosmo, you feel as if you are attuned with this weapon now. Ooh. Um, And uh, Cosmo, he just, like, walks over to, um, to Peril. He stands over him. Is he like breathing? Is he alert? He's, I think he's, I think, uh, I mean, do you want him to be alert? Would you prefer that? I would prefer that. Yep. I think that he's, I think he's looking up at you kind of like groggily through his like half closed, uh, like one eye is like swollen shut closed and the other one's open. He's looking up at you. Uh, and I think that, I don't think he's looking up at you with fear. I think he's looking up at you and it's just kind of like a, like a quiet kind of acceptance of, you know, he's, he's a fighter. He's, he's been, you know, he's, he's done some things in his life. And I think that he says like a quiet acceptance. Okay. I am not sure what's going to happen. I'm going to roll some dice. Only I love this. So for anyone new here, uh, he's rolling dice to see what kind of percentage he gets, whether or not he's going to do a thing or do the other thing. These are my percentage dice. Yes. 2d 10s percentage dice. Here. What's the percentile for? 
uh, killing a guy that's just like looking at you like, please don't kill me. <laughs> well, he's honest, not actually ever... looking at me in a please don't kill me. He's looking very, uh, just kind of blank. So, so I've um, ever tried to kill somebody that was So Cosmo, he, so I rolled my percent dice. So here we go. So Cosmo, he kind of drops down to like a kneel. He picks him up by his like, maybe by his, the collar of his armor. And okay. when he does, he brings him real close and he puts the axe next to his throat. And he just okay. says, and uh, he says, Peril, death comes for us all, but for you is living the life of your mistakes. So instead of death, give you life. Deal with it without this weapon in your hands. And he just like throws him in the snow and Cosmo just like walks off with the axe. Dope. I don't know which outcome I was, I would prefer, I would have preferred. That was fucking rad. Uh, so yeah. Um, Rangrim, Glenn, what are y'all doing? Uh, Glenn's going to <clears throat> walk over to, Janice and just kind of like look at her and be like, is she alive or if she's breathing? Like, she seemed um, the less that's terrifying a- and awful out of all of this. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm going to roll a couple death saving throws for old Janice real quick. Rip. She was down for a minute. <laughs> yeah, she was. <sighs> she rolled a nat 20 on her third one. Oh, good. Um, she rolled above a 10 all three times and then she rolled a nat 20 for her third. So uh, I think, I think when you get over to Janus, uh, you can see that she's, uh, she's actually pulled herself. She's like pulling herself up to like, uh, and is starting to kind of crawl back towards the door. Yeah. So like, as she's doing that, Glenn's kind of kind of walk over and put a, like a hand on like the back of her armor and just kind of like help her up and be like, it's, it's done. We're, we're done. Put up a hell of a fight. Uh, guess we'll, we'll see you at the bar later. I don't, know, I don't know what we do after this. Like, we just tried to kill each other, but I guess we're good now. He's like, kind of shrugs at Janus. I right, have a good day. And joins Rangrim. Just walks over to Rangrim. Like, shall and we uh, just kind head of out in here? the middle of the arena, like, just still looking at everybody? I guess so, yeah. Like he's very much um, Brad Pitt from Tr- Troy, just yelling, Is there no one else? <laughs> I'm using thaumaturgy, so my voice is way louder than it should be. As I just would, then when Glenn comes up, I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And then we just start walking to the exit following Cosmo, triumphantly holding Peril's axe. Oh, that well, that Glenn, cue there, now we can cue the music. Glenn casts Minor Illusion and gives uh, Rangrim, like, intense flowing locks of, like, just blonde, like, gorgeous hair. Just, like, yeah, <laughs> just killing it. That's awesome. That's As we awesome. walk, we're walking slowly, but it looks like we're in like Gale Force winds. <laughs> Absolutely, that's perfect. Um, yeah, I honestly think that I think that this is. I, I think that. As you all are kind of walking, walking out of the arena, um, the, you know the this, this symbol of uh, you know what kind of like was a like a trial for Baldor and a point like where he failed and you, you all were able to succeed in this in this way against like Madame Marsh's team uh, even though you had the opportunity to leave I think that as you all are walking out of the arena back towards the doors with like this the confetti falling around you and like the cheering of the crowd uh, one of the most like clear victories that your team has all ever had 
Um, and like with the decision to like leave Peril and Janus uh, alive, I think that this is a much different like team than like I don't know than you were uh, than you were like earlier in this adventure. So I think that we're gonna leave the session tonight um, as you kind of all walk into the darkness of the doorway out of the arena. Uh, and yeah, that's where we're gonna leave the episode tonight. Fitting end. Cosmo didn't die. Didn't die. <laughs>